Hey guys, this is Coach V. And I'm Coach David. This is the Kaizen Karate Podcast recording live. Coach David, I've, I've almost lost track of time. It's, uh, it's early November 2021. We're uh, getting mighty close to the end of 2021. We're getting close to turning into a new year. Can you give us kind of a current uh, update on where we are as a, as a school? Well, I can tell you I'm pretty much looking forward to Thanksgiving. That's what's on my mind as far as where we are in November. But uh, we just started a new session, and I got to say, boy, did we have a fantastic start to the session yesterday. Tell, tell us a little bit about what we saw yesterday. Yeah, I mean, uh, classes are, you know, classes are filling up. I almost got to, like, pinch myself a little bit because virtual training, training on Zoom is still very vivid in my head right now. You know, I remember the, the countless days of training in my basement dojo and you know turning on zoom and logging in and coach v did you send the link and you know (laughs) my computer's not working you know i just it's so vivid in my head and coach david i know so many of us don't want to go back to that so this past weekend you know we this is our second session now we we run in two-month blocks this is our second session being back and the classes are kind of gradually filling up again and you know when you look across the board it's a pretty good feeling, you know. It's a it's a good feeling in the sense of we're seeing so many students we haven't seen in a while. Uh, we're seeing new students, which is great. I know many of the instructors who I've talked to in our school are are kind of getting excited again. But it's weird, right? Because we're we're a little cautious about being excited. We don't want to get too excited and get our hopes up. But again, there's a lot of good indicators right now. I agree. I think the trend is going up, and uh, just judging from the the number of students and the the different students, the new students, as well as the returning students, I feel like we've turned a corner. And um, boy, we uh, we had a full dojo yesterday. That's for sure. Absolutely. So, Coach David, we're we're you know we're here. We're recording our next episode. And can you tell us a little bit about our topic for the day? Yeah. So uh, the topic for today is safety, and uh, we've touched on it in many different episodes, but. One thing we always say, and Coach V and I say this all the time, is that safety is our number one priority. But I, I want to put some words around it and to it because it's, it's a lot there. It's a big, meaty subject. And we want to address how do we do with safety? What does it mean to be safe in karate? And what are the things that we, we try to implement, protocols, etc., to make sure everyone feels safe? And I'm going to ask you, Coach V, um, you've been doing this a very long time, and I know you've seen people get injured, people get hurt, etc. Um, tell me what you were like when you came up through the system, when you were an underbelt. Did you feel safe? Did you feel not safe? Oh, my gosh. I mean, let me say everything starts and ends with the instructor of the class. Um, we have the best instructor in the world, and I just got to always tip my hat to him. And, you know, I don't I think there was times I was scared. You know, because I wasn't exactly confident in my own skills, but I never didn't feel, you know, there's never a feeling of safety. Like I didn't feel good about it because Coach David, we talked every single class about here's the rules. Every single class, here's where you can score. Every single class we commented on. Now, this is as a child, you know, we, you know, talked about how hard you're allowed to hit every single class. I don't think there was one class that went by that we didn't talk about it. I still carry that tradition on today where, Every class, we talk about safety. Every class, we talk... And I'm talking about the control, the technique side, the the contact side of things. I think that's fantastic because I think you're enforcing it and reinforcing it. And so the students and even the parents and whoever's there, all the, and the teachers here, 
that that is important to go over, to reiterate, and make sure everyone knows. And I know I love the uh, time when we were, we're about to spar, and we usually will do the drill where you'll go up to someone and say, tap, tap with the lightest possible tap, and say, that's as hard as we're hitting today. And I think the students really uh, take to that because they understand what is and is not acceptable. Now, so getting to that, I want to tell everyone, we're having an even bigger challenge the last you know, three, four months since we've been in person, in that now we're not just dealing with physical safety, we're talking about COVID safety. So Coach V, can you tell us about what our COVID safety protocols are? Yeah, you know, I should, that's a really good question, right? So, you know, backing up to like summertime, you know, I remember in, what is it, I guess spring of 2021, it was very new to get back in person. This is when lockdowns were kind of ending or things were kind of opening up. And Coach Dave, we were mainly teaching outside. We were wearing masks, very few people were training, and it was strictly outdoors. You go into summertime. This was the first summer that we weren't planning months and months and months ahead because, again, very a whole lot of unknowns. Kids were still unvaccinated. Um, you know, looking at it from you know the rearview mirror now, it's it's clear. But at that time, it was tough. You know, we were you know spacing people apart. There were six feet distance in Maryland, ten feet distance in Virginia, three feet distance. I mean, it was very kind of hard to keep track of all the rules at times because the rules were constantly changing. Fast forward to today, uh, you know, we're, we're in person. We are, you know, we don't, I don't think we even have any outdoor programs at this current moment, but we're all indoors. Kids are recently allowed to become vaccinated. So, you know, to answer the question of what are the COVID protocols right now, 100%, you have to wear a mask, non-negotiable. We ask that everyone is vaccinated. Uh, you know, it's it's pretty stringent here. We take safety very seriously. What are your yeah, thoughts? No, I think that's fantastic because um, we want to be able to train and train with a free mind. And if you're worried about, man, is the person I'm with, you know, sick or do it, you know, is my is the person wearing a mask okay? You're not focused on the thing we're trying to get you to focus on, right? We, we it's a karate needs focus. To, <laughs> as uh, as Mr. Biagi say, focus, Danielson. <laughs> Um, exactly. And so you can't be thinking about all these other things. So I think by having insurances that we're doing these, these safety protocols, it makes everyone feel more at ease. That's and uh, I think by reiterating it as you do, that also helps. Tell, tell me, like, you know, when did you start learning the secret of repetition? Because we, we talk about this a lot, but it, like with safety, you do this, you, rep, you, you repeat a lot. Tell me how you, you got into that. How did I get into like safety, like as a, you know, you know, I, I think it's, it's really two people. It's number one is my mom, you know, she was kind of the original Kaizen, you know, in terms of, uh, she was always, you know, you know, as, you know, I think all of our parents are like that. Right. But I think it's also just in terms of the initial coming up as a student, as an, as a, when you're a, a beginner level student training with an instructor who hopefully is excellent and knows exactly what they're doing. Coach David, I mean, that's the secret sauce. Repetition is the mother of skill, you know? So the more you hear something, the more you get it. You know, I say this all the time in classes is that how often should you practice something? We don't want to practice until we get it right. We want to practice until we can't get it wrong. And that's really the secret sauce to me. I think, you know, if, when, if and when you're practicing, it, it's all about repetition to the point things become spontaneous. It's all about repetition until the point of, you don't have to even have to think about it and it just flows naturally. What are your feelings on that? Yeah, that's so true. We have a, a couple of well-written blogs about uh, the, the part about unconscious competence and conscious competence. And if, if you're interested, go check out our, our blogs. We have a bunch of stuff on that. But yeah, repetition is so important and doing correct repetitions even more important 
So making sure that you're doing it the right way every time, critical. Now, as far as safety is concerned, um, we have a bunch of things. I'm gonna start getting into personal safety in karate. So what do we do to make sure that you're safe? Forgetting about the protocol specifically. Now, the first thing is, if you're feeling sick, we don't want you to come to class. Now, I know this is strange because Coach V and I are probably the people you're gonna hear the most say, show up to everything, no days off, etc. Tell me about the philosophy though with relative to being sick. Yeah, you know, in terms of, you know, don't come to class sick. You know, here's my two cents on this. Coach David, I'll start with a story. I can remember this was on a uh, weekday class. This was pre-COVID. Uh, there was a student who was clearly, I mean, sick beyond sick. I mean, it was, it was anyone looking would, would see it. So I asked the student to sit towards the back of the class. And uh, I ended up hearing from the student's parents. They got pretty upset with me. They said, you know, secluding the child. I made them feel bad about it. I, I never did that. I, I was actually completely the opposite. So it wasn't accurate. And Coach David, I say this to you because at that time, this was pre-COVID, the culture at that time, not just ours and in our school, but just kind of in our area where we train, it was almost like, you know, you, you, it was okay to send your kid to school sick because nothing serious would really happen, right? Meaning that everyone was upset if someone else sent their child sick. But if you sent your child sick, no, nah, we're just doing, we're toughing it out, right? So it was kind of weird. So, you know, our philosophy is this, use good judgment if you're not feeling well, uh, you know, uh, our senior grandmaster, Chuck, I've had a, many talks with him about this too. They have, you know, everyone has different training philosophies. I remember he said this to me. He said, you know, uh, and this is his COVID training policy is he said, you know, he trusts all the students to make a good choice and to have good judgment. I, I really like that philosophy. We very much, I think, are in alignment with that in terms of how we train here, you know, in Maryland, in DC and Virginia, and that use good judgment. You know, we went through some really hard times, you know, there were some really, really hard times. And I don't think we need to, me personally, now, this is not my, you know, the school philosophy, but I'm saying, you know, we're just two guys on the internet chatting here, you know, but from guy to guy here, I'm saying this to you, I think you just kind of got to use good judgment. You know how you feel, right? So if you're an adult, I think that's one thing. Now for kids, I think that's a completely different story. I think we have to very much err on the side of, you know, good judgment and, and over caution with younger children just because they may or may not be able to express how they're feeling, right? Because these are new sensations, new feelings in their body. But I think adults, I think maybe have a little bit better grasp. They've been there before. They've been down this road. What's your take on that? Yeah, I, I mean, I think as an adult, you know, we depend on you to be able to make sound judgments. And um, that means if you're an adult, meaning you're, you're the parent of a child, you need to help them because they're not, you know, they're, as we like to say, that cranium's not fully developed yet. They're just not ready to make that kind of decision. Now, there's two things at play here. If you're sick, yes, you could spread your sickness to, to the training partners, to the instructors, to the places, but you could also be compromised to not make the best decisions yourself. And I mean, by that, maybe you're not gonna to choose when to, to down block or up block when you should, or maybe you're gonna zig when you should zag because you're just not with it that night because you're under the weather. So if you're not feeling great, use smart judgment, but I think erring on the side of caution in this, in this day and age where we are right now in the pandemic, that's probably your best bet. Um, and I hope everyone's like, oh, that mindset. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I just want to follow up to that, Coach David. I mean, I 100% agree. I think especially in the day and age we live in, at least for the short-term guys, you know, just really err on the side of safety. I know everyone's got different comfort levels. And, you know, 
it, it, I think there's the personal belief side of things, and then there's the respect to the group. And no matter what your personal beliefs may be, I think we can all agree as martial artists, we train with our friends, with our you know, classmates, and I think we have to do everything humanly possible to be respectful to them. These are our friends that we're training with, you know? And, and that's kind of how I view this whole thing, is that I have my personal thoughts, but I, but I respect the group far more than my personal interests. 100% correct, and we talk about respect a lot. Um, by all means, that's a, that's a big one right there. Right. Um, now, here's another thing, your guards. We always say about making sure your guards are okay. Why is that important with safety? Tell, tell us about guard, physical guards and how they help with safety. So let's start by talking about why do we even wear guards? Sometimes we think we wear guards to protect ourselves. I think it's actually the opposite. Coach David, I think we wear guards to protect ourselves from ourselves, not so much from another person, right? So our head guards, our face guards and our head guards that we wear, they don't come with a face cage on it. And I tell the students now, your head guard's not really to protect you from another person punching you. If it was, it would have a face cage. Some of our, you know, we have a, you know, we have a tournament team. Uh, Coach Chris leads a fantastic group, by the way. They, they head out to tournaments, they're competing, and they do wear a face cage because there's a certain variable in terms of how much contact another individual will use, maybe from another school. Internally within our school, we don't wear face cages and we don't allow it. And the reason being is, it's really not necessary because otherwise we're training for that contact, right? And at least that's my personal belief on it. So Coach David, I think that um, why even wear guards is to protect you from yourself, right? And in case you fall, that's why you have the head guard. Hand guard, feet guard, why? Uh, to protect your fingers, to protect your digits. Yes, to protect the other person. Mouth guard, we've talked about it in a prior episode. You know, your mouth, your teeth, your gums protect you from a knockout and guys, cup, right? You know, that's a critical part of the guard. So Coach David, why are we even wearing guards, right? Why, what, why have these guards and what is the purpose? I think it comes down to safety. It's just in case. It's not there for the purpose of pushing the upper limit to max out the guard. Matter of fact, if your guards are getting worn out really fast, it's probably a big indicator, right, that you're probably hitting too hard, right? Maybe as you get older, the guards wear out a little bit more. If you're a kid, they wear out because, you know, you're outgrowing the feet guard or something like that. But let's say your hand guards are wearing out real fast you might be hitting people too hard, right? Now, if your head guard's getting worn out, either your head's getting a lot bigger or you're getting hit in the head a whole bunch, right? So there's different guards, you know, for every situation. But, but I think the takeaway from this is we want to keep our guards in good working order. It's critically important. You know, you might think, oh, I don't know if I want to spend another 10 or 15 bucks on a mouth guard. I don't want to spend another 30 or 40 bucks on a head guard or feet guard, whatever they cost nowadays, Right. But let me ask you this question, Coach David. How much is a doctor's visit? How much is the copay when you drop? You know, you know what? We're, we're adults. We pay insurance, right? What's the copay? What's the insurance? What's the premiums? How much time does it cost to take off work to go visit the doctor? I rather have a, a set of good working guards keep myself protected than to go out and have to do all this. I mean, what are your feelings? And God forbid you should have to go to the hospital. A hospital visit? Phew, very expensive nowadays. Yeah, the whole idea is that we're trying to make sure we can keep doing this for a long time. We've talked about that topic a lot. We're in it for the long haul. We want our black belts to be in it. We want our underbelts to be in it for a long haul. And the way to do that is to make sure you're doing it in a safe manner so that you don't constantly get injured or have issues such that you're cracking your, your skull because you just were kind of reckless or, or the other person didn't have control or who knows why. Maybe it's just an accident. 
but maintaining those guards are super important. You know, Coach David, I want to say one thing. You know, I, I think another thing about guards, and this is something you and I have talked about many times, is we want to make sure we're wearing guards also to reduce the risk of getting hurt, right? You know, in karate, it's kind of like if you go to the pool, you might get wet, right? If you go to karate, you might get kicked and punched. It's going to happen. But I think we want to reduce the chances of something severe happening. And I think that's really what the guards are there for. It's not, it doesn't mean that you're not going to get hit. It just means that it's going to reduce the chances of something more severe happening. We're trying to, we're trying to eliminate those outlier situations, hopefully, right? Or at least reduce the chances of those things happening. 100%. And I think another thing to think about with that is communicate. Communicate with your instructor. If, if you are you're having it all questions, is this guard okay? Is this going to protect me? Should I, you know, is that, is it, does it fit me? Like maybe it's too small. Come ask us. We're happy to discuss it with you, um, help you to do it. We don't allow duct taping of guards, because why don't we do that? Well, I should probably say I'm guilty as charged. Uh, <laughs> you know, when, uh, when I was a young, young male student in class, teenage age, we would proudly pass around the roll of duct tape. And, you know, that was a different time. And I say this because it was not a good thing because people would get scratched up. Uh, it, would, it wouldn't always hold the guards together. Very often it would – it was just a patch. It was a Band-Aid, right? It would break. It would tear. Uh, there was one point I remember I had a pair of black guards and they were silver because I had so much duct tape around it. And Coach David, it got to the point where it really wasn't doing the job. And as a matter of fact, it wasn't keeping the other person safe. It was injuring them because it was scratching them. And, and again, it just wasn't a good thing, you know? And – it, it, was, it was something that I was taking unnecessary risk, you know, as a student in class. You don't want to do that, right? When we're kicking and punching, especially upper belts when you're doing this, brown, red, black belts, it, you know, you're already competing in a combat sport, essentially, with control. Why take any additional risk? That doesn't make any sense. Okay. It, it's actually really not a very good choice at all, if you ask me. I think what's really critically important is to to make sure you're properly protected if you ever need help getting guards. Now, I can't speak for every school out there, but I would imagine any instructor who has a student who needs assistance on that would definitely find a way to help make sure that student gets guarded up properly uh, to ensure their safety. Absolutely. I don't know a single instructor out there who's looking to lose a student because of a, a silly thing like that. So that's right. 100% talk to your instructor. That's and right. likewise, communicate with the person you're working with. If you see you're about to spar with someone and maybe you see that their, their hand guard's about to come off, maybe it's just not tied right, stop the match. Take that one you know, minute to help make sure both partners are safe. That little extra communication can make a huge difference. Completely agree, completely agree. And the last thing I want to talk about here, Coach and you can tell us, is recognizing your partner's state. Like if you walk into the ring and you're, you feel like, oh, I'm feeling great, and you see someone come in and maybe they're hanging their head and they're walking slow, maybe they're limping, that's not the okay to go in like a wolf and kill, right? What does that mean to you when you see that? Well, it means one of two things. It either means they're a black belt playing possum, right? <laughs> or, <laughs> or I've learned the hard way on that. Or... It means that it's time to kind of read the situation and go slow. You know, one thing I would do, and this is kind of a, a gold nugget, hopefully for some who are listening here, is I, I always use that time when we would be pairing up and the instructor was, you know, pairing up the group. I would have a very quiet, because I didn't want to interrupt the, the class, but I would quietly chat with my partner. And yes, I was interested in hearing how they're doing, but I was gauging, like, where's their energy? Like, you know, I was gauging what's going on. You know, was I baiting them in or trying? 
I mean, maybe, you know, but you know, just a little bit. But I, I, I truly care about my partner. I want to see how they're doing. But I was very much kind of gauging the energy. I was like, hey, how you doing? How was your day? If they were like, man, my day was great. I've been waiting for tonight. I couldn't wait to fight you. Oh, well, I know it's going to be on, right? But if they're like, man, I had a rough day and, you know, this happened and this happened. I know, you know, we might have to go a little bit easier. But you want to gauge the temperature, right? That is such great advice. And I, I do that to this day as well. I always talk that little bit. As, you know, 30 seconds is enough for you to understand where your partner is and to be able to adjust accordingly. And I highly recommend you do that. So folks, you know, we hope you got a lot out of this episode. Uh, you know, anytime you find value in this, we really, really hope that you share this podcast. If Even if you know one person who you think would benefit from hearing this, please let them know about it. You know, we're on all the major uh, platforms. Check out the show notes if you want to see, you know, any good ways to reach us and contact us. We're on all the major social media platforms. Uh, but let me say this, you know, for, for the Kaizen Karate podcast, you know, we'll be back. We'll have many more episodes before the end of the year. But until then, I am Coach V. And I'm Coach David. This is the Kaizen Karate podcast signing out. We look forward to seeing everyone next time. Take care, everybody.